Coming up on 5-Minute News. Trump's speech blames incumbent president for current failings. Report says white supremacists have infiltrated police across the US. And severe or fatal COVID-19, very rare in children. It's Friday, August 28. I'm Anthony Davis. With crises brewing beyond the White House gates, Donald Trump stood on the South Lawn last night to accept his party's nomination for president, presenting himself as the last barrier protecting an American way of life under siege from radical forces. Trump painted an optimistic vision of America's future, including an eventual triumph over the coronavirus pandemic that has killed more than 175,000 Americans, left millions unemployed and rewritten the rules of society. But that brighter horizon could only be secured, Trump said, if he defeated Joe Biden, against whom he unleashed blistering attacks meant to erase the Democrats' stubborn lead in the polls. The Democratic agenda, he said, is the most extreme set of proposals ever put forward by a major party nominee. As Trump's speech brought the scaled-back Republican National Convention to a close, he risked inflaming a divided nation, reeling from a series of calamities, including the pandemic, a major hurricane that slammed into the Gulf Coast, and nights of racial unrest and violence after Jacob Blake, a black man, was shot in the back by a white Wisconsin police officer. An incumbent still trying to run as an insurgent, Trump's political playbook rarely includes calls for unity, even in a time of national uncertainty. He has repeatedly, if not always effectively, tried to portray Biden, who is considered a moderate Democrat, as a tool of the radical left, fringe forces he falsely claims don't love their country. The Republicans claim that the violence that has erupted in Kenosha and other American cities is to be blamed on Democratic governors and mayors. Vice President Mike Pence on Wednesday said that Americans wouldn't be safe in Joe Biden's America. That drew a stern rebuke from his predecessor in the Post. The problem we have right now is that we are in Donald Trump's America, said Biden in response. He views this as a political benefit to him. He is rooting for more violence, not less. He is pouring gasoline on the fire. Both parties are watching with uncertainty the developments in Wisconsin and cities across the nation, with Republicans leaning hard on support for law and order, with no words offered for black victims of police violence, while falsely claiming that Biden has not condemned the lawlessness. Along with Biden, running mate Kamala Harris offered counter-programming for Trump's primetime speech. She delivered a speech half a mile from the White House, declaring Donald Trump doesn't understand the presidency. He thinks it's all about him, she said, adding that it's about all of us. Donald Trump has failed at the most basic and important job of a president of the United States. He failed to protect the American people, plain and simple. Four years ago, Trump declared in his acceptance speech that I alone can fix the nation's woes. But he has found himself asking voters for another term amid a devastating pandemic, crushing unemployment 
and real uncertainties about schools and businesses reopening without any federal guidance in place. White supremacist groups have infiltrated US law enforcement agencies in every region of the country over the last two decades, according to a new report about the ties between police and far-right vigilante groups. In a timely new analysis, Michael German, a former FBI special agent who has written extensively on the ways that US law enforcement have failed to respond to far-right domestic terror threats, concludes that US law enforcement officials have been tied to racist militant activities in more than a dozen states since 2000, and hundreds of police officers have been caught posting racist and bigoted social media content. The exact scale of ties between law enforcement and militias is hard to determine, German said. Nobody is collecting the data, and nobody is actively looking for these law enforcement officers, he said. Officers' racist activities are often known within their departments and generally result in punishment or termination following public scandals, the report notes. Few police agencies have explicit policies against affiliating with white supremacist groups. Concerns about alleged relations between far-right groups and law enforcement in the US have intensified since the start of the protest movement sparked by the police killing of George Floyd. This week, police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, faced intense scrutiny over their response to armed white men and militia groups gathered in the city amid demonstrations by Black Lives Matter activists and others over the police shooting of Jacob Blake. On Wednesday, Carl Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old who appeared to consider himself a militia member and self-confessed Donald Trump fan and had posted Blue Lives Matter content, was arrested on suspicion of murder after the fatal shooting of two protesters. Activists in Kenosha say police there have responded aggressively and violently to peaceful Black Lives Matter demonstrators while doing little to stop armed white vigilantes. In a time when the effort to defund police is getting some salience, the police are behaving in such a way as to justify that argument. Children and young people are far less likely than adults to get severe cases of COVID-19 infection, and death from the pandemic disease among children is exceptionally rare, according to UK research published yesterday. A study of COVID-19 patients admitted to 138 hospitals in Britain found that less than 1% were children, and of those, fewer than 1%, or 6 in total, died, all of whom were already suffering serious illness or underlying health disorders. Global data on the spread of the coronavirus pandemic shows that children and young people make up only 1-2% of cases of COVID-19 worldwide. The vast majority of reported infections in children were mild or asymptomatic, with few recorded deaths. While the overall risk of children getting severe COVID is tiny, the researchers said children of black ethnicity and those with obesity are disproportionately affected, as previous studies in adults have found. The study also showed that children can have a cluster of symptoms, including sore throat, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhoea and rash, alongside already recognised COVID-19 symptoms of fever, breathlessness and cough. 
You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.